0: What's going on? Welcome to the Barbecue Happy Hour Podcast. I'm Big Dan. I'm here with Messy Mike, and we are ready to talk about barbecue, life, family, sports, whatever comes up. Let's get going.
1: What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing tonight?
0: Do you know what's crazy? This uh, We're finally here. I mean, how long have we been talking about this?
1: No, oh, geez. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think
0: I think we first started this like, <laughs> back when we were all shut down from COVID right none of us are really doing anything yeah. and we we're like dude, we should do a podcast yeah that's a good idea all right let's do it and then things happen <laughs> you bought a trailer i opened a restaurant
1: yep big things happen but we're making it work
0: absolutely absolutely
1: i can't wait for our first guest tonight um he's a he's a big name in barbecue he's right now after you know the conference he is i would say is barbecue now um oh yeah mr barbecue yeah, it'll it'll be It'll be fun to see him. Captain Haven't seen BBQ. him in a couple days.
0: <laughs> Emperor Barbecue. We're going to come up with a name yeah. for him. You know, the Prime Minister of Barbecue. Something like that.
1: Yeah, because there's already a doctor barbecue, so you can't Prime use minister, that. Prime
0: Minister, man. Prime, like, you know, a good old brisket. Minister. You know, Kel's a, a good godly man. The Prime Minister of Barbecue. I think that's a good I name like
1: for that. him. Oh, I like that.
0: Yeah. I think well, he's going to like it, too. I think I might have just spilled the beans on who we have coming on, but...
1: That's all right. People will find out <laughs> soon enough. Yeah. Yep. So how's everything going?
0: Good. Good. We, uh, we're opening the restaurant uh, April 22nd. So just, okay. uh, just a few days away. But uh, yeah, no, we're good. You guys are already opened your season, right?
1: Yeah, we opened uh, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, been open for a couple weeks. Um, it's been going great. Nice. Just can't wait for the nice weather.
0: I know, right? We had snow this past Saturday. April, like, 8th or whatever it was. It wasn't bad, but we had snow in Pennsylvania. It's crazy. Wow.
1: Yeah, we've been having a lot of hailstorms, which is very unusual for our area. It's either Mm -hmm. snow, rain, but we've been getting a lot of hail for some reason.
0: No thanks. Let's go ahead and bring on our guest here, if I can get him in the the room here. Kel? What's going on, guys? All right, we got it. We're on here with Mr. Kel Phelps. You're live on the air, so don't say anything bad about Mike. All right,
2: <laughs> man. I'm trying not to. I know I'm uh, trying to set this camera thing up, but uh, I think we got it set now. And No worries about messy Mike, man. Can't talk bad about a superstar like that, dude, man. <laughs> that's right.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. No. Not true.
0: So while we were while we were waiting for you to come on, we were just chatting a bit about the uh, the NBBQA conference that just happened uh, beginning of April here. I unfortunately was not able to make it this year. Um, it actually worked out. It worked out well because I I busted up my heel. I think I strained my Achilles tendon or something, and I was on crutches for the whole weekend. So that would not have been fun to try to navigate the airport and navigate the uh, conference on crutches. So oh, it actually no. worked out that way. But uh, I still would have rather been there than on crutches. But
1: <laughs> yeah, we found out on the way home. Uh, Fort Worth Airport is a very large airport. <laughs> so no, that wouldn't have been good at all.
0: Very much. <laughs> I had to get one of those guys pick me up with the thing with the wheelchair and push me through. Oh, yeah. hey, you,
2: you had to get Miss Janet to tell you her, her her story about Houston. The first time she ever went off with us to uh, Houston, she uh, messed her knee up and uh, wound up getting to ride the little buggy, you know, through the airport. So yeah, I told her we, you know, the surgery and all that sucked, but their little ride through the airport was pretty cool.
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly Kel did anybody end up taking the train to the airport that you know of
2: Uh, there were several that were planned to but I don't know that they actually did or not
1: okay because that was quite an adventure
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uber ride train usually are an adventure especially in the bigger towns uh.
1: oh yeah yep it was definitely, uh, it was definitely a good ending to a to a great trip.
2: Cool, you making me jealous now, man. I want to go, uh, want to go hit your train to see what it's all about. <laughs>
0: no, no trains there in Douglas.
2: Yeah, only the freight trains, man, that run you know ninety miles an hour. So that's about it. Yeah, right. Yeah, you don't get on those.
1: And then you get stopped at the red lights for about an hour to two hours. Uh, that's it. Till they go it. by.
0: So Cal, tell us about this new m b
2: b q a adventure uh, venture that you're on man man, you know I tell you what it's um it's been a trip uh, golly it's been a whirlwind since we've been back you know we uh we drove back, and um it's like fourteen hours uh straight and as we were driving back, you know the phone we stayed on the phone the whole trip, so people learning about it um it was just a, it it's just a whirlwind and it, it hadn't stopped yet you know people calling um checking in with us congratulating us on, and all that stuff but um with all that there's a ton of work being done that's some some new stuff that's coming down we shot video on every class that we had there at mbqa this year nice and um that's so great. for the first time ever, that's going to be available hopefully coming in the next week, week and a half. So if you weren't able to go, big day, I know you're laid up, man. You'll be able to uh, peek in and uh, get an opportunity at least to see what was shared there knowledge-wise. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's the first biggest thing that we've got to get accomplished there. And um, moving forward, we're looking at doing some smaller, uh, different events, like one-day events maybe, Um, around the country, maybe doing three or four of those coming up before next conference. And um, while all that's going on, we're working on uh, planning to see where the next conference is going to be at next year as well. So a lot of good things happening for sure.
1: So there is going to be another conference.
2: Oh, absolutely, man. (laughs) Um,
1: Fantastic.
2: The first phone call I made, man, we were talking about, you know, the – Ken and uh, Barbara had that called us and said, look, you know, we're just we're overwhelmed with what's going on um, and we need some help, but we don't know what direction to, to go. And this is what Ken has come up with. And so he kind of showed us and laid out. He said, listen, this is what you guys could take this thing and make it go again. Um and for us, you know, man, we've seen a lot of lives changed from the education and the network growth that happens at those events. Um, so for us, you know, it, it's almost impossible to see that thing go away. And um, so that's mm-hmm. why we we just, you know, we prayed about it real hard, and uh, it was laid on our hearts. So... Um, here we are we're going to work on it and then make it happen for sure that's awesome
0: we've been there i think we saw our first year going with 2015 when it was in nashville um but that was that was a, that was our first year i think and then in 16 is when we met uh mike and kate down in uh jacksonville yep. and uh just kind of hit it off we were both in similar places in our businesses just kind of getting started getting rolling and uh Look at us now, here in 2022, doing a podcast together. There you so. go,
1: man.
2: That's it.
1: I even spoke on a panel. Talk about nerve wracking. You know, I'm on a, the food <laughs> truck panel and with SD trail, SDG Trailers and Mac Reiner and Trauma Hogs and and, and um, Stretch. Um, you know, I I didn't belong in that group, but it was it was fantastic. And um, you know, if it wasn't for the MBBQA, I wouldn't be here.
2: You know what, man? You belong there more than you you even know in that group, dude.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
0: Hey, Kel, before you came on, Mike and I were talking. Uh, we were giving a little heads up that we, we thought we had a good uh, nickname for you coming up. You know, we're like, ah, you know, he's got the, the NBBQA now, the National Barbecue News. He's like the, uh, you know, the king of barbecue. We're like, ah, so there's already Dr. Barbecue, different things. And I say, you know what we should call him—the Prime Minister of Barbecue. You know, Prime. You got your <laughs> your your top quality brisket. You know, a prime brisket. And Minister. You know, you're a I you're a godly got man. So the Prime Minister of Barbecue, I think, is a good fit, Cal. We're going to see if it catches on.
2: <laughs> you know, man. Maybe that's uh, <laughs> maybe that's the hashtag. But Brad Orson, he uh <laughs> he knocked it out of the park the other day too. Something like that. He was like. Uh, well, what do you think, man? Can we do it? And he said, "Kell, yeah, we can do it, man." <laughs> <I> we <know.
0: laughs> get, some, get, some Kel- get some t-shirts next year for the NBBQA.
2: Kell, yeah. yeah. There we go. Kell, yeah. We <laughs> we to love work that. On that.
1: Kel, did you ever think back in 1991 when you um, and your father were at the first NBBQA when it first started? Did you ever think you'd be in this position? You know, here it is, 2022. And now you're, you know, the man.
2: Oh, man. I can tell you, you know, it's all real humbling, you know, to be 51 years old and be considered the old guy in the room a lot of times because, you know, there's not a lot of guys hang around something for 30, 35 years. But um, I just knew early on that the people were different. Um, and you guys, you guys have been around enough now, you know what I'm talking about. You know, everybody's, um, not so much all out for themselves, but yet they're giving. Um, and no matter what the situations we have, whether it's business or whether it's personal, um, but absolutely anything in the world of barbecue, they'll answer and help you, you know, and um i I enjoyed that, you know, um long story short, man, I learned a little different when i that's one reason I didn't go to college you know, for very long. you know, when you open a book and try to learn something for me, that just I wouldn't say it was born, but I didn't catch it a lot of times, but if I can watch somebody do something, if I show up and watch somebody cook a whole hog, I got it. If I watch somebody prep you know cook a brisket i got it so um that hands-on um ability that others shared with me allowed me to to uh experience has been a life learner for me because i mean that's that's what i base everything i do off of is if you know somebody shows me what to do then i can do it and um The MEBQA is what that's kind of what it was founded on was others sharing their experiences to help others go and grow without hopefully without some of the pains that others had gone through. And um, I I enjoyed that very much and have been a huge supporter ever since the first time I showed up at one of those meetings. Um, 2009, 2010. I got to be president, so I was on the board. and going through that, and that was, uh, you know, that was different because you were working with a manager or a group that managed the group, you know. But even then, you know, golly, the ideas you, you guys have no idea over the years that some of the awesome ideas, you know, that have come through. But because there was a new board coming every year, um, a lot of that great ideas never stuck. You know, they never got off the ground. Um, And it's a shame, really. Um, But I've got a notebook right here. And it's about that thick of a lot of those ideas that, that got started but never finished. And, um, All those guys who came before us that laid the foundation, we're going to give those, a lot of those, we're going to give them a try and see. Um, Now that we're consistently um, not on the roller coaster up and down with uh, leadership change and all that. So that's going to be the the base and idea of what we're doing. But the biggest thing will be, you know, member benefits. If you pay your money, man, you're going to get your money's worth one way or the other. And uh, that's that's what we gotta got to make happen. And that's, that was hard the last couple of years. You know, we're not able to have an event and everything, trying to do virtual. And with that, you know, we didn't have a management group that come in and, and step in and help us out and plan things. We had our board that was, you know, already working 70, 80 hours a week at their normal job trying to survive. Um, in the restaurant business or catering business or whatever, and um, so it, it made it tough. But moving forward now, I think we're hopefully on the back end of some of that other mess that that's created the issue with the pandemic and people being home. It was really good for a lot of barbecue folks, but the restaurant people, you know, a lot of them still have black eyes and all that. So if we can. Um, figure out how to help those guys we're going to start a job board uh, coming up on the website where people you know maybe a lot of these newcomers are wanting to jump in and uh, really go to work and see how it's done so um, you know we'll post some job board for our members where maybe they can find a little bit more help in uh, doing what they do every day too so
1: that would be fantastic because that's one of the hardest things right now is to find help.
2: Right. Yeah, well, and that, you know, we're going to open it up to you guys. Um, you know, you guys tell us what we can do for you, and that's what we want to do. That's the that's the biggest benefit. That's why we're here. That's why we exist. And moving forward, that's, you know, that's kind of going to be our, our job now is to service, um, the members and Give
0: them what they need well and, and as the uh as the organization grows and the industry grows um, you know what they say a rising tide uh, lifts all the ships so you know as as my business grows right. as Mike's business grows everybody else um, you just got that that camaraderie, and then people are starting to see that and and more customers and and they're willing to you know try some different places and drive a little farther cuz they've had a heard good experiences and everything else and it just kind of helps bolster the entire industry um which you know if you're in in Texas you may not need to bolster the whole industry but in central Pennsylvania it's not a uh, it's not a big industry so um you know it's growing but yeah. uh looking forward to kind of expanding trying to get that same foothold you know it'll never be the same but but growing it and getting some other guys yeah. involved and um so yeah looking forward to that. The other thing that I was thinking that has been a great um addition to the NBBQA is the the steak cook-off association. Um the partnership there with those guys. Oh yeah. Um is that going to yep. continue? Going to keep that that same relationship?
2: <laughs> Man, you know it, baby. Awesome. Um I, I was the first winner of the uh, Rhinestone uh, cook up you know, that we had there in Texas.
1: Yeah. yeah that what the so, cowboy had.
2: Uh, that's it man that's yep. it so uh yeah absolutely we didn't you know one thing people didn't realize this year is uh we pulled that whole event off in 60 some 65 68 days um wow. we had started planning it earlier and uh we usually six eight months out working on it you know mm-hmm. um but you know, with it being during the middle of the, you know, at the first of the week, we weren't sure how many people would show up and sign up. Um, but pulling in the high school kids uh, turned out to be a blessing in disguise, really, versus us cooking having a steak cook-off. But, um, yeah, the steak cook-off ain't going nowhere. It, it's definitely a part of it, for sure. Well, for and now, so.
0: <laughs> and uh, we've had, we're doing, uh, August 6th is our 5th. Uh, you're doing a uh, uh the grill on the hill up here in Catawissa <clears throat> and uh it's it's been growing every year <clears throat> the last couple of years we've done doubles uh, the last two years we added a uh uh december event like the first weekend of december i call it chill on the hill cuz you're just in uh, pennsylvania you don't <laughs> know what you're going to get but um, i'm telling you it's the same the same mentality with those guys you know a lot of them came from the barbecue uh competition world um but I mean they'll right. they'll help you out, you know, all as as whatever you need. Oh, yeah. Um they'll they'll be uh very very helpful and and just they want to help grow the sport and get more people cooking and uh just enjoy that whole thing as well. So I think it's a good it's a good fit. I'm I'm glad to be a part of that as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man. And you know, that whole that whole family thing, that family atmosphere deal um you know, people don't realize that it's nationwide. I mean, you guys are way up north. Y'all are talking snow. That's almost like talking Chinese or Japanese to me down <laughs> in the <laughs> south, but <laughs> but, you know, I understand, you know, the barbecue and, and, you know, how those things are growing, and um, you know, we all talk the same language, but it's like a huge extended family, and uh, that's what it, whether it's steak, whether it's barbecue, um, and believe it or not, there was a pizza guy hanging around M B B Q A, and he's looking at um, maybe partnering up and doing some of the some of the same stuff that we did. He came and just wanted to see the camaraderie and uh, the family atmosphere that we have. And uh, before he left, and man, he had that. Thick, thick New York accent, too, buddy. I mean, he was pizza-die-hard, but he was very impressed with what we had going on in the um, atmosphere there and the knowledge shared. He's like, um, yeah, we'll be in touch, and we want to copy this as much as we can to see if it'll flow over into that, um, that realm as well, so. Um, people know about us, it's growing, um, you know, we just got to get consistent with what we do and how we do it. And, um, that's, that's going to be our job moving forward for sure.
1: Nice. So, so trying to, um, I was trying to look on, on Facebook and, um, and, and Instagram, I couldn't find out who won the the cook-off between the high school kids and the pros. So which high school or, you know, who? did the high school team take it? Did a pro take it? Who won?
2: Yeah. So, uh, we got a, uh, sizzle reel coming. I think it's supposed to be out, uh, days running together now, but, uh, I think it's supposed to be out Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. Okay. Um, but yeah, a high school team actually won that thing.
1: Oh, that um, is awesome.
2: And the coolest thing, man, you know, i to me, I told you the high school deal was a blessing in disguise, but we um we bought briskets we had to supply the meat for those guys so we did a calcutta so we kind of um, auctioned off the teams and whoever bought them uh, got a chance to win half of all that money that was collected. well, we were just trying to collect the I think it was a thousand eleven hundred dollars for the briskets. And we wound up with $7,300 um, that wow. we collected. And um, every the guy that won it was actually the coach um, of one of the teams. He had bought his own team. So he was supposed to get 3700 whatever half of it was, after the brisket money was out of it. And um, he gave it all back to the uh high school association told them to keep it off. So oh, that's great. That turned out turned out super cool. No doubt.
1: Yeah, so the high school team wound up with more money for them and what, two smokers also?
2: Yeah, so uh they got a drum smoker um mm-hmm. that they're actually going to uh sell raffles on at their state championship. Um they also got a Green Mountain Pellet grill. Um, one of the guys that won it donated it back and mm-hmm. one of the high school kids actually got it. Gunner Wilhelm gave the winning team a $500 set of uh, cutlery. Um, so yeah, they, they racked up, no doubt.
1: Imagine being in high school and getting invited to the MBB QA where you see basically, you know, if you're involved in a, in barbecue teams, then you're looking up at most of the people that were there. Imagine being in high school and getting on stage in front of, you know, Mo, Brad, Kel. I mean, it's it, it's a dream come true.
2: Well, people don't realize, believe it or not, man, when I grew up, my dad and Doc Gillis were actually cooking, you know, up in Vienna at the Big Pig Jig and cooking around at Memphis in May. So I got to meet and hang out with some of these guys early, early, early on when I was young. And, um, so I was, you know, I didn't get to walk on stage very much. I was back there cleaning dishes most of the time or stacking <laughs> firewood or, you know, doing the dirty jobs. But, um, but yeah, absolutely. I was hooked early on on the barbecue deal, without a doubt.
0: That's awesome.
2: Yeah, and I could go ahead and tell you, I'll give you a preview. Y'all were talking about conference and whatever coming up. But on the way home, one of the conversations we had was with another high school group. So um, we are planning to have a huge high school throwdown, maybe a true national high school championship um, type deal maybe happening at conference next year. So That would be awesome. Fingers crossed. So, well, we're going to go work on it.
1: Nice.
0: <clears throat> All right, Cal, I'm going to shift gears here a little bit. I, you, you, you've been talking about the NBBQA since you left – uh fort worth last week so uh we're gonna shift gears i'm gonna ask you did you watch the masters this past weekend you're down there in georgia you're not too far away from augusta are you a golf guy
2: man you know <laughs> so we call it cow Cal pasture pool where i'm from because uh, <laughs> I, I stay over in the cow pasture most of the time because i have a huge slice um but yeah um i like to i like to go and uh Rub off some frustration on the golf course. Um, I just make sure I get my money's worth, you know. I'm like 120, 130, you know, stroke around guy, but um no, man. I actually saw the first round just a touch and um, saw the guy jump out really, really huge. And I'm an old guy, so I was watching Tiger, um, you know, to make sure he we he, he made the cut actually, and yeah. uh, but. I'll be honest with you, man, I, um, I stayed in the office just about all weekend cutting video and um, yes. working on the video guys. The the Bambeque guys did a great job of shooting it for us, um, but I couldn't afford to have them edit it, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so we've been in here uh, chopping up and colorizing and uh, making sure those, those videos come out really nice, and they are going be super good when we when we release them but um nice. but i did see my buddy from rec tech up there um they were there on site which is just out of the, just around the corner from where their uh warehouse is at so i kept up with them more than i did the golf part of it
1: yeah the next time you golf you need to uh get some um national barbecue magazine uh golf balls that's what i just did for messy mics and then when you go golf you hit them all over the place and that's Great advertising.
2: <laughs> yeah, I ain't thought about it like that, man. But listen, when I go to the woods, brother, I go deep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everybody does.
2: Well,
0: well, the people who find those balls are the ones who need yep. them, man. They're the ones who need them because they lost <laughs> them. So
2: those are the guys who are happy to pick up those yeah, balls. Yeah, and every
1: time I grab one, I always look on it.
2: Maybe I'll do a little pork rib recipe on my ball, so when they find it, they. Can Maybe they can grill up a rib in the woods or something before they get back to the park. You know?
0: <laughs> Keep them from starving, oh, right? <laughs> All right. So, in those few moments when you're not barbecuing and you're not talking about barbecue or hacking the ball around the woods, what else do you do, Cal? What are your other hobbies? What else do you like to get involved with?
2: Oh man, um, I love kids, man. We love. Uh, we love. Even my old high school is still uh, here in town. We. Uh, do some fundraiser with them. Um, we're working on trying to get them a high school barbecue team. I know you said other than barbecue, but um, it's hard, man. We uh, it's hard not to. Uh, just about everything we do is tied to barbecue some kind of way or another. Um, but that's all right. I love, you know, my 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 hardest thing in the world is get consistent with cooking because I get the opportunity to try so many different rubs and spices and I'm forever trying something new and different on the grill, and um, but that's my passion, that's my hobby, man, is firing up the grill with something new and different, Um, and seeing what happens, and uh, I I still got my limbs, I haven't burned any of them off yet, so I guess guess we're in good shape (laughs) on that deal, so that's a good thing.
1: So Kel, how big is your spice cabinet? Like you just said, you get you know you get to try so many things and so many rubs, spices. How many spices and sauces do you have personally?
2: All right, Miss Janet's gonna kill you at this, okay? She's gonna kill (laughs) me. She's gonna kill me. I'm gonna show you right here, dude. Right over my shoulder in the office. (laughs) I can hear about there now. Oh my god, there's so we're right in the middle of our sauces of honor. Um. There's 300-plus sauces here in the office that we're getting ready to go through um, in the next four days, five days. We'll take a break in between the, the categories. Um, wow. A lot of those guys and extras. So, um, you yeah, know they're like, hey, Kel, here's an extra one. Put this one back. Um, so, yeah, there will be a uh, – it's not a cabinet dude it's a whole room full of spices and sauces for sure (laughs) i'm
1: sure janet loves that
2: (laughs) (laughs) you know what she's got what she cooks pretty doggone good man um you know we uh we got our golden ticket this year so we wound up going to fort worth to cook the steak for the world championship and um she thinks she, you know, maybe we get caught up and uh, get enough time. Uh, we're going to get her in one of those contests here coming up pretty quick, hopefully.
1: That oh, sounds great. Nice. So, Kel, when you, you drove back from Texas, uh, stopped and got, you know, burger or, or, you know, something for the ride home, what was the first thing you ate at your house? And don't tell me barbecue. No.
2: No, it definitely was not barbecue. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and uh, yeah, PB&J is, uh, when we get back from that, it helps soak up the smoke, so. Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice, nice.
2: Yeah, always. Yeah, make
1: a PB&J wing, you got to try it sometime.
2: What? Yes, absolutely got to try that, brother. We keep it in the trailer, man. We keep peanut butter and jelly in the trailer just in case we get smoke logged, too, so.
1: Oh, I'd say that's good information.
2: <laughs> Keep it locked up. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, we we'll share. We're not too greedy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you guys go out to eat and you're not going for barbecue, where do you go? What's your what's your top? I mean, I know that's probably very rare, right? But you know, if it is, where do you yeah, where do you some, go? What kind of food do you get um,
2: here locally, man? Our little deal is—it's called the Flying Cowboy. Um, it's kind of—they uh, got some ball of it, and yeah, they got barbecue on the menu, but they do a—they um, do a grilled meatloaf. Um, yeah, oh, it's just man. a meatloaf, and I think—I I don't know—I ain't been back in the kitchen. I—I I actually graduated high school with the guy that owns it, Mr. David, and um, but I think they cook it like ahead of time and cool it off. Um, and then they slice it up okay. and then they just take and grill it back off and glaze it up with like a uh, competition rib thick sauce um, on one side. And it is it's pretty doggone good. That
0: sounds good, man.
2: So for me, that's um, that in Mexican, man. Anytime I'm around and can eat uh, fajitas, um, I'm all about that. So,
1: so is your place Rigo's Taqueria?
2: No, man, this is Douglas, Georgia. So, I mean, you know, we don't have any chain stuff down here. Uh, We got Taco Bell, but...
1: Okay. Okay. It's
2: uh, 1800, I think, is our place.
1: uh. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to look on Google. (laughs)
2: The
0: the corporate job I had back in the day, uh, I had to travel down to, to Brownsville, Texas, and then cross the border into the plant for... Uh, a couple weeks and uh i mean you talk about authentic we they had a cafeteria in the plant and i mean it's better than anything i ever had before and then uh the plant manager was like you want some authentic stuff and man we drove we drove into some places that i wasn't sure we were going <laughs> to come back out of but this little hole in the wall place and i mean that's the best food i could uh, it was so good oh my
2: goodness so we got the opportunity in um must have been around 2000, 2002, and two, two thousand three. We got to go down to Jamaica, and uh, my friend, my old friend Rocky Danner. I don't know if you guys remember Rocky or not. But he was a, he wrote for us for a long time. He was a, um, big judge, but he was an organizer for the World Barbecue Association, and he actually put on an event down there at one of the. Uh, Sunset Beach Resort, I believe, but oh my gosh, just right on the side of the street, there's guys cooking jerk on the palmetto wood, you know, and they had the tin laying over it, and you could actually see the grease, you know, things hanging off the almost like stalagmites or whatever in the canyons, but um, man, some of the best chicken I have ever eaten in my life come right off the side of the street in Jamaica, so...
0: Oh man, that sounds good.
1: I have a I have a question, but it's it's barbecue related. Am I allowed to ask it? <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, so you can ask it. I was just you know no, I know it's it's called Happy Hour, Mike. You know what else do you talk? We talk about whatever comes up. So it's called barbecue Happy Hour. So it's both.
1: Kel, yeah, um, the MBBQA conferences, <clears throat> and you were just talking about the the World Barbecue, um, which I didn't know. You know there was one. Um do you think in the future a conference would ever be held internationally?
2: I don't think so, man. Um you know, we we've had opportunities with the magazine to go outside the country and um we go to Canada, you know, we've probably got maybe 100, 150 readers um you know, abroad now. Um most of them now are digital versus the makes it a lot easier versus the print and mail issue. Um, but it, I don't think so, man. I don't think I'll ever, I don't think we want to take this thing out of the country. I mean, I know it, it would probably expand and go well, but kind of like the state guys have. Um, I, and I would piggy tail it onto some kind of event that's already there, maybe in Australia with meat stock. I know they just got done with that event, meat so. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe pigtail on something like that to try and see like a a, a mini deal, um, but I don't think we'd have the full-blown deal in another country. I don't. I don't. I don't see that happening. I also didn't see us where we're at
1: today either.
2: So that don't mean it's not going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> yeah.
2: True. But I I think the sky's the limit, Uh, you know, to kind of answer that. uh, You know, we don't – I think when you you start putting bottle caps on those things um, too soon without having the the real serious conversations about them, uh, I think you limit what things could be. So, um, yeah, we don't want to limit it for sure, but um, I I don't see it happening, but that don't mean it won't happen. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I was telling our local, uh, a guy that I know locally from, you know, the white mountain pickle company, I was telling him about, um, when I gave him the, you know, when I gave one package away to you and he, all of a sudden, once I gave the package to you, it was kind of like, here, go meet this guy, go meet this guy. You got to meet this guy. And it was like you said that the networking there is amazing, but, at the same time, we came back and told this gentleman um, what happened, and he didn't believe me. He couldn't, you know, he couldn't fathom that, you know, people liked the look of his product that much without trying it. Um, but so, have you gotten a chance to, you know, try it out yet? Because um, he's really nervous. <laughs>
2: you know what, man? It's on my desk. I'm looking at it right here. Um. I have a whole chicken in the refrigerator and it is on my desk right here to try. Mm. So, um, we've got round one of the sauce deal tomorrow. So, I'm trying to uh, incorporate that as we're uh, doing the brisket low and slow. Maybe fire up the uh, flash grill and uh, cook off a chicken and try it because I, I man, I'm telling you, when I first saw that little invention, my head just got to spin. And I'm like, there's, there's, that's a huge potential right there. Um, And not only just for the white sauce, but I mean, you think of some of the different ingredients, almost like a tomato paste or something like a concentrated sauce that you could put your own ketchup with or whatever. And uh, I think this guy's the limit on that, but I think he's on something right there, no doubt.
1: Well, you're getting a four-pack tomorrow, so you can uh, try out a bunch of stuff tomorrow.
2: <laughs> this envelope?
1: Oh, you already it comes received today.
2: it. Um, it did. Awesome. It the, look, there it is. Yes. Indeed, man. I appreciate that. Very excited to try it.
1: Wow, this is like an unveiling, too
2: very excited to try it though man i am nice i'm chomping at the bit no doubt so cool, cool.
0: yeah i can i can vouch for those those pickles man they're uh they're top notch unfortunately i gotta make them before my uh my son gets a hold of them because our our 17 year old loves pickles i mean he'll just sit and he'll eat them all so if i want to get them i better get them early because they'll be gone
1: so the pickles have your son's approval? Oh, 100%. Nice.
2: I wrote a column last month, month before last, something about pickles. My mom used to do them in the house. I think she did it just to run me out. I couldn't stand the smell of them, but I love to eat them. And uh, so little old Douglas George has got a chicken plant uh, about five, six miles from my house. Same thing, man. That thing gets the reeking sometimes, but golly, chickens. I like chicken about as good as anything else. There is uh, <laughs> protein wise sometimes. Uh.
0: Yeah, we got we got chicken farms. We got uh, hog barns up here. We got local farmers that that spread manure, and yeah, the, sometimes the smell gets a little bit rough. But I'm just thinking, hey, it's going to turn into something a whole lot better than that. So. <laughs>
2: Yeah, my daddy said that smells like money to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. That's right. Yep. Indeed.
1: Give a pig an apple, he turns it into bacon. <laughs> there you go.
2: <laughs> cool, cool. So tell me this, man. How do y'all survive the cold up there, man? I, I just, you know, the older I get, I ain't figured out yet how in the world people survive when it gets like 20 below and you know 0
0: degrees i mean i'm not i'm not real thin cal i'm not <laughs> one of these little guys you know so i i carry around some extra insulation already but uh no but but honestly though it, it, you it, part of it at some level you get used to it um you, no, know, you, you don't not that cold <laughs> but you know when it's 45 or 40 or 35 you're like eh, it's not that bad the real cold stuff you just you got to just bundle up and go for it. But, but I, I, I don't mind the cold. I don't mind the cold. I had a friend who used to say, you can, you can dress for the cold, but you can't beat the heat. So, you know, you can only, you can only strip down so far. If it's too hot, you're still going to be hot. But if it's cold, you can still bundle up a little bit more. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, I used to ski, so I used to, you know, love the winter, but as I get older, it's, it just, it hits you a different way. And I mean, I can't, I get cold a lot, so like my fingers and my and my toes and stuff, um, I just can't get them warm. So, I the cold is just, it kills me. It absolutely kills me. I kind of turn into a hermit, I think. You know, so I'm kind of glad the trailer's not open during the wintertime.
2: I'm telling you, man, the older I get, it hurts. I mean, you know, I get more stove up. I can't go like I want to and can't go like I do. But And when the cold comes, it intensifies that, so... I just uh, I th- y'all keep all that cold stuff up there if you don't mind. So, just tell me about it.
0: <laughs> hey, no no problem. Well, my my eleven year old my eleven year old wears shorts probably average four days a week to school even this time of year. I'm like, dude, it's like 22 degrees outside. He goes, yeah, I know. He got a sweatshirt and shorts on.
2: He's a bad boy then. <laughs> Andrew's a tough
1: son of a gun.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, he is. Yes.
1: <laughs> so how, how what's how cold does it get in, in Douglas Georgia?
2: Oh man, we get snow about once every fifteen years, something like that. <laughs> so uh, it's like a, it, it shuts the whole county down when that happens. Um, I don't know. I mean, we get to some thirties, forties at night. You know, during the winter, during January, February. Um, okay. And that's about as cold as it gets. On an average, I mean we we do freeze once or twice a year, but that's that's about it. That's about as cold as it gets. Well, that's not bad.
1: That's not bad. Yeah.
2: And that's too cold for me sometimes, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, when we're running the trailer in and it's, you know, Thanksgiving weekend, it it's a nightmare. Hoses don't you know they don't. You can't coil them up that that easily. You got to put them in at nighttime so they don't freeze. You got to drain your faucets and everything. Ugh, it's not fun. I keep telling myself I need to go to Florida in the wintertime and then back up to New England in the summertime, so that way you can operate all year round. No doubt. Would you freeze, Dan?
2: No, no, I'm here. I was, oh, I was, okay. I
1: was.
0: I was actually. I was looking <laughs> on the map to see how far south Douglas is. How far, you
2: know. So it's it's down there pretty far. So, Dan, you know we looked today. Um, uh, Janet looked today. I think um, it's like nineteen, eighteen hours or something like that. Nineteen hours, something like that. Up to to our place.
0: That's yeah, probably.
2: Let's see.
1: So are you closer? Are you closer to Jacksonville?
2: Yeah. So I'm only like uh, I'm only like two hours from Jacksonville. Oh no. Oh, no, it's
0: like 14, 14, right, 14 hours. 14 hours
2: okay. Okay. Oh, well, that's a piece of cake, yeah, man. I'm going to go to Fort Worth in 14 hours. Yeah. I'm be in your place tomorrow. That's a day trip.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. We got a guest room, man. It's always
2: ready. Don't tempt Janet, man. She's been ready to get the La La Land for a while now. That's well, what she calls it. So.
0: That, that's what she, that's what she <laughs> calls it, yeah. Well, should, you guys would probably want to wait a little bit. It's still a little chilly here some days, but, uh, you know, come this summer, maybe in oh, we'll, the fall. We're going to get
2: time. there, believe it or not, man. We're, we're going to make it up there before uh, before it gets cold again, after this cold snap. So. Indeed.
1: I keep saying the same thing.
2: Yeah,
0: Mike's been planning on coming to, <laughs> <But> our, <laughs> to our steak cook-off for the last four years. He's like, I'm going to come. Four I'm years, come.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't have any catering. I want to come. All right, cool. Uh, I got a catering job. All right, that's cool. I'm coming next year,
1: though, for sure. I, my, all right.
0: You know what? We're closed in December. My problem is
1: I can't say no. We're
0: closed in December. I'm, I'm definitely coming mm. to the December one. All right, cool. That sounds good. <laughs> now we're going to a concert.
1: All right, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's all right. I'm not a good uh, – I just – I have to learn how to say no. I, I just try and take everything I possibly can. Hey, man,
0: if you can make, if you can make some money rather the, than spending it, that's all right. Trust me.
2: Um, the yeah. way things are happening here, uh, in the last little bit, you know, we left our trailer out. Um, when we went to SCA. we left the trailer out in Dallas, and um, because we were coming back to the MBBQA in about three weeks. So, a good friend of ours, Daniel Wright, he's about an hour and a half out of Dallas, so we just left it there. And we did the math, man. We figured we saved about seven hundred and fifty bucks by not bringing the trailer home and then turning around and taking it back. So, um, you know, there's going to come a day with with things happening like they are, man. And we're not ain't none of us getting any younger. I mean, you guys are young bucks and still strong and all that. But um, I'm learning uh, if I can take a shortcut every once in a while and breathe and smell the roses or whatever. Uh, you need to do that every once in a while, man, because when you get uh, old and wore out, it's, it, it makes it, it's a little bit harder to do that. So, uh, I don't blame you, Missy Mike. I would, uh, I had a chance to go see the Eagles here not long ago and I turned that deal down. But, uh, I that's one of the ones that was on my bucket list now. I put it back on there. I said, I gotta, I gotta do that again. So, when they, fire back up
1: again. We'll go make that happen. Well, the concert that I missed the cook-off for was Eric Church. So
2: yeah, Uh, I I get it. I couldn't couldn't miss that one. You know, it's one of the things if you don't pick on us, you don't love us.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's right. Exactly. But uh, that's been our, that's (laughs) been our, our philosophy this whole time. You know, we're, we're seasonal up here. Um, because for the longest time we were in that trailer in the parking lot. So, you know, nobody's going to come in December, January, February and order barbecue when it's cold in the middle of Pennsylvania. So we just, we're seasonal. And then we opened the restaurant last year and, and, uh, we decided to just say seasonal because and people ask me like, Oh, you got a restaurant now. Why don't you stay open year round? And I'm like, cause I don't want to get burned out. I don't want to get I love what I'm doing and I don't want to get to the point where I don't love it anymore. So, you know, we I get a nice mental break in uh January, February, March, um go a little do a little vacation, do some odd jobs around the house, catch up on some Netflix shows or whatever. <laughs> but uh yeah, so it's that it's definitely important to have that have that break. I've talked to way too many guys who own and operate restaurants that are you know, burning the candle on both ends and, and uh, I mean, yeah, you're making a lot of money and that's, that's one yeah. thing for it, but at what cost? So I just figure that night, slow and, slow and steady, you know, just keep growing the business a little bit at a time and taking the breaks when we need them and making sure we stay with uh keeping our family as a priority. And yeah, that's, that's what we're doing. So.
1: Yep. You don't get the questions. What do you do when you're not doing this? Because you're only open, you know, four days a week, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get, I get those questions and, you know, people don't understand Thursday through Sunday where we're, you know, I'm doing two thirty, three o'clock in the morning until 6.00 PM at night, yeah, four days a week. And then prepping on what, you know, Tuesday, and Wednesday, that's like another eight hours. So yeah, you, you, you're to the grind yeah. all season long. Yeah. So, you know, to get that break, it's, you have to be able to recharge. Otherwise, you know, the life of this business isn't going to last long
2: right you know some of the some of the best things MBQA ever did um we actually had a uh we had a try before you buy it program so all these guys that had restaurants would let these guys come in and cook with them for like a week well And then you paid the, wherever you were going, you paid like a thousand bucks, $1,500, whatever it was, to work with those guys for a week. And I had a guy ask me one time, he's like, dude, why in the heck am I paying to go work with somebody else? He said, they should pay me. And I laughed. I said, "Guy, I said, you know, I I have no clue who you are. I said, but listen, that thousand fifteen hundred you're going to spend to go hang out? With whoever it is for a week in their restaurant could probably turn around and save you ten, twenty, fifty thousand dollars if you get in there and then you start deciding that you're sick of it and you don't really want to do this for the rest of your life or for the next ten years people some people don't have a clue, but the opportunity to go and do that um, for folks. It was there for a while, and some of that, um, some of the feedback we got from that was incredible. And then there's, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of competition guys come and go over the years that would start, and they loved to compete, um, and then they got the bug to start a restaurant, and that was kind of before the food truck option was out. And uh man, they wound up just absolutely hating life for a while when they would just get blown away, and um, you know, especially they'd try to be open seven days a week or six days a week or something, you know, crazy. and they just wound up hating hating it, and uh, I've seen a lot of people walk away from it with a bad taste in their mouth because of that, just burn out. so kudos deal. Dude, stay, stay, Keep that record going. Whatever you got, man. And uh, recharge your batteries. And I bet because of it, you got a better product hitting the uh, hitting the plate every night.
0: Well, that's that's the goal. And uh, the other thing too is is you know people ask me, oh, you should be open. You know, in the summertime, we're Wednesday through Saturday. We're we're four days a week. Um, so, guy, like, oh, you guys should be open seven days a week you should be open every day and uh we're i mean we're in the middle of central pennsylvania so there's not a huge population around here so if i got 100 customers they're going to come this week in wednesday through saturday and i open seven days chances are those same hundred customers are just going to stretch over seven days instead of over just the four so um you know it's it's keeping that uh a little bit of that exclusivity too. To um, it's you get it when you get it, and when it's gone, it's gone. So That's it.
2: nothing wrong with that, brother. Nothing at all.
0: And trying to educate our customers too. Like why didn't you cook more? Because I I was planning and seasoning this brisket midday yesterday. So I was trimming it and seasoning it, and we cooked it overnight last night. And now it's three o'clock or four o'clock, and it's gone. I mean, I didn't know how many people were going to come today. I had to take a wild guess and go with it. So why didn't you cook? Why can't you cook more? <laughs> I will tomorrow, but not today. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's crazy. You look at your numbers. You look at you know trends. You look at what you did the the, the you know the week before the the day of the week before.
0: Yeah,
1: and you, you know you look at your par levels and you you okay this is what we did last week. All right, this is what we'll do this week. And it's crazy. Like we sold out Saturday um in like an hour and a half and then sunday we were open all day yeah you know and saturday was raining and hailing and thundering and sunday was absolutely beautiful and did more business on the saturday and it's you know you can never predict it so you know we're just in a big guessing game you look at numbers you try and figure it out but you rather the run out than have leftover product
0: absolutely that's true you can only cook so much brisket chili
2: you know what i mean exactly <laughs> i don't know i'll tell you what start freezing it and shipping it south brother i got you
0: <laughs> all right there we go we'll get some dry ice deal? we'll just start shipping that shipping that chili shipping that extra brisket all right Kyle. we had uh three extra Great. pounds this week it's coming down to you in an the envelope there you go overnight <laughs> it <Re-abit>
2: reinvent the wheel <laughs> funny
1: i wonder if you could make jerky with leftover brisket if you had some
0: uh, i don't think so i think it's already it's already cooked too far Huh. i don't think there's enough because when you're cooking when you're cooking jerky you're going from raw to basically raw to, the moisture out of it correct now you've you've cooked a lot of that out i don't know i mean be worth a try i guess
2: i don't know man you, you, you guys should eat some of my brisket sometimes. You might you might change that. You might change your thoughts on Why some of that.
0: that. <laughs> is it already jerky?
2: The <laughs> first one I cooked. And man, my dog wouldn't even eat it. It was so dry. So uh, <laughs> it was terrible. So <laughs> Jeez. I still every once in a while I get a good one. But it's hard to find a good cut of brisket down here. I mean we're we get the uh lowest grade possible, so Um, you know, to me, that's, that was the real challenge with brisket 20 years ago was to take a, uh, a not real desirable piece of meat and turn it into something really good. And, um, I still, I I still suck at that pretty much with brisket. Um, (laughs) (laughs) now if I got the Wagyu or the prime, yeah, baby. Yeah, we're good there, but well yeah. Uh some of that lower uh select and choice stuff is uh different. Yeah, the select that stuff is. is like uh <laughs>
0: just a step above dog food sometimes <laughs> it seems like. So I don't ever use that.
1: Yeah, I try and use prime as much as I can. <clears throat> and then I just pray. Every time I put briskets on the smoker, right before I leave, I just pray. And the next morning they come out beautiful, so because briskets are one of the worst things I hate to cook.
0: I, I've been pretty fortunate. We we've been pretty able to stay pretty consistent with our briskets, and people like them, so that's good. That reminds me of the the uh, your story about the your first brisket, Cal. When I was we were just getting started back in thirteen, and uh, I had ribs that I was using, and I had a just a commercial rub, and uh, I was like, and hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to. You know, I was, is this your rub? I'm like, no, it's... Not. All right, I'm going to come up with my own rub, right? So I came up with this stuff that I thought was fantastic in my brain and put it on these ribs and and cooked them off. And I'm like, oh, I think they're all right. And there was uh, one of my brother-in-law's uh, customers was here. Uh, and I said, hey, try these ribs. And I gave him a half rack or so. And he's like, oh, thanks. So I saw him a couple hours later. And I go, hey, what do you think about those ribs? And he goes, they were uh, edible. And I was like, that is not, that's not the word you want to hear about something you just serve somebody. I was like, all right, back to the drawing board. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's some, some learning experience, but, uh, it's been fun all along. So I wouldn't trade it.
1: It was nice to hear all those, uh, stories of the, the masters, um, you know, kind of messing up and, things not going well because we've all been there i mean <clears throat> i can't remember how many times uh you know when i had the the meadow creek smoker and the chicken cooker i chickens next thing you know i realized that the magnet the magnetic um uh, messy mic sign that i would put on the the chicken cooker for advertisement while i was going on the street is freaking melting like a uh <laughs> uh what do you call those the shrinky dinks
0: yeah those things get pretty hot
1: yeah and then i lit a radio on fire um we when we used to pack we'd have to put it as much stuff as we could fit in the back of the truck or load it into the you know smoker every cavity we could find to put something and one catering party we were running a little late so we had to get it set up fast put the firebox you know loaded the charcoal over the wood started it up all of a sudden i'm like wait a minute where's the radio And I open up the (laughs) warming box that's above the smoker and the radio's just sitting there melting. (laughs) I'm
2: like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. I've been there and done that, man. (laughs) Oh, Oh my gosh. And and, you know, part of the process is the thing. And you guys know this, the more you do it, you know, you get into a rhythm. So, um, it's almost like riding a bicycle, but sometimes it becomes so mundane on what you're doing. You don't really pay attention. Um, Funniest story ever was my dad always cooked ribs for his family at Christmas, right? And, I mean, it's like 50, 60 people. And um, so he, you know, he always made his own rub. And uh, so, of course, it had cayenne pepper, it had chili powder, and it had paprika. Well, one day for Christmas, he mixed up the cayenne and the paprika, Um yeah, and uh, needless to say, my uncle Royce, and uh, it was one other. I, I, it might have been Grandpa Jones or somebody. But golly, man, they they eat those things. They were just popping out with sweat, and they were just best things ever. And everybody else was trying to drink sweet tea and get over in the milk and the sugar <laughs> cubes, you know. So. <laughs> And I can't tell you how many times pops had cooked that recipe. You know, I mean, he was that was just a normal thing for him. But that was a funny, that was hilarious. So <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> so hey, Cal, real quick with your
0: with your uh, your sauces of honor, who does the judging for that? Is that just you and Janet? Oh my gosh, no, man. <laughs> All right, I was going to well, say, man, that's a, that's quite a task. It is.
2: Where do you, where do you pull that crew from? So we pull that group uh, regionally. Um, we sometimes have some passer throughs jump in here on us. Uh, that's one of the things that um, it's going to help us with the uh, the Aoes. Um, they've always been done there around Memphis area. Um, so hopefully, as we uh, go up and grow. Um, May we invite some of these uh, other folks to come in and uh, and help us judge some of these things? Um, but it's all done. Really. We you know we try to do a diverse crowd of males, females, younger, older. You know, Hispanic. You know, it doesn't matter. We try to mix it up a good bit of uh, race. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I get in trouble when I start some of these different words or whatever. Cause it's, we just use it. We try to use a good mix of Americana to, uh, when we, yeah. when we set a group at the judge Yeah, we, you know, we try not to, we won't set a husband and a wife. If they come, they sit at different tables. Um, but we try to have, you know, at least one female, and at least one male, you know, at the table Um, And sometimes we'll run six judges, sometimes we'll run five judges at the table. Um, It just depends on, um, you know, where we can pull from. We try to never use the same judges back to back, you know, for like um, the same category. Like if we did a chicken category tonight, we'll skip a night with them and then let them uh, come Maybe the following night when we do beef or something like that, okay. Um, just so that they get a chance to get their palates back, you know. Sure. Um, I'll be honest with you; you'd be amazed at what um, some people are so sensitive to heat. They are. Uh, they'll lose their. They'll lose their taste bud pretty quick. So we've the group that we've uh, pulled from is probably a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty. Um, folks. And, uh, we try to see them at like 25, maybe 30 at the most in one, in one deal where we judge at. So.
1: And what do you, when you judge, are you using, like, are you just trying the sauce plain or are you putting on, putting it on, you know, chickens, pork, brisket? Um, yeah, I think you might've answered that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So we, we cook, um, unseasoned, um, brisket we we cook unseasoned chicken thighs um and we smoke them we use pecan wood to actually smoke them no seasoning um and then we use um pork uh, of course pulled pork for the pork category and then we use shrimp um we just uh grill some shrimp for the seafood category in the sauces we did the same thing with the rubs. Man, the rubs, that's a lot of work. But we'll um, oh yeah, we we'll actually take a pork steak, and um, for a pork category, we'll season it up. All 120, 130, 140 rubs, whatever we got. Um, we'll season it up, and then we'll uh, cook it to temp and uh, chop it up, and uh, we'll have them go to the judges' chicken we do uh, boneless skinless thighs let's see with the um, beef we actually wind up doing uh, like a sirloin steak Um, then we cook it to uh, a little bit you know it's you got to kind of be tough uh, careful with sirloin because it can get tough a little bit so we get them hassle cattle gives us a great deal and cuts our uh, sirloins a little thinner um so they're not as tough so that's our beef category uh protein that we season every whoever sends in a rub that's what that's what they all uh, get judged with and then we use the shrimp uh, for seafood rubs as well so
1: how do you keep track of everything when it's on the grill
2: yeah so we just a number system okay we we definitely um we don't lay out uh, and drink too much the night before. <laughs> when you got, <laughs> when you got, uh, you know, twenty or thirty items at the time on a grill, you just place them in order as you go. And um, it's uh, I got a lot. Of, I got a good help. I don't know if you, uh, Mike. I don't know if you got a chance to meet Raymond Cato um, at the conference. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah, yep. he's a good friend of mine.
1: Wicked nice guy.
2: Far from us. And um, he's a, a huge help when we do the, uh, the sauces aren't too bad, but the rubs, Woo. it's a job. So.
1: Yeah, I actually just sent him a uh, a package um, the other day because I was uh, sitting at the bar with him at the hotel for, for quite a while. And oh, wicked nice guy. Genuine, you know?
2: Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Raymond is... Uh, He's a real deal, um, no doubt.
1: Dan, we can't have any uh, quiet moments doing a podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'll
2: edit that out. Nobody <laughs> will even know. Yeah, there you go, man. Yeah. That's a good thing about recording these things, right? You can uh, hack them up. When Mike and I first started
0: talking about this, you know, we had these visions of grandeur. We were going to go live. We were going to be on Facebook and YouTube and, and answering comments from people while we were on here and having guests and and all this kind of stuff. And the more we kept kind of going at it, we're like, well, maybe, maybe we don't go live. Maybe we just have the guests and we record it. And then it was like, well, maybe we don't even have the video. Maybe we just do the video and then we we just cut the audio and and put that out there. So. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe we'll just type up a, a, t- a transcript and be like, this is what we talked to Kel about. Pff, done. You know? Who knows?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so here's the cool thing, Goose. Um, we learned when we were on the way back home. So we were typing up the press releases and, you know, and all this stuff. I didn't know that Word will actually read the document to you now. Um. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the Word program. So, you know, we were typing, going down, and Janet just, all of a sudden, this guy starts talking, you know, <laughs> in this big professional voice, and I'm looking, I'm like, you know, I'm thinking somebody's in the back seat or something, <laughs> about one o'clock in the morning going down the road, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And uh, so that's pretty cool. So, yeah, send us a transcript. We'll make it turn out
0: pretty professional. We'll just type it up, and, and we'll play that for the podcast.
2: It probably sounds a lot better than that old uh, southern accent
0: I got. Well, whose accent at. do I put it in? Do I do I put it in the the northeast barbecue Boston guy? The Boston. Or we put it in the the uh, KL Phelps from Douglas. Put it in some brisket and ribs. I mean, I'm just uh, I got like that no accent, middle of the America, just kind of boring. I don't, I'm boring here. You know, I, you guys are the characters in this show. I'm just I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> Listen, man.
1: That is true. You don't have an accent. That's crazy. Yeah.
2: yeah. So you got to go to work on that, Big Dan. Come on, man. Yeah. I tell you what, fun, the
0: funniest accent, there was a guy I used to. So when I worked <laughs> in Philly, uh, we had people from all over the world in our, in our factory. And there was a guy, he was Indian, but when he moved to America, he first moved to Tennessee. So he learned how to speak English. Listening to people from Tennessee speak in English. Oh boy! So, so he had the Indian accent. I'm not even going to attempt it, but he had the Indian accent, <laughs> but it was a Southern accent. So he spoke English with a Southern accent and an Indian accent blended together. Man, it was it was the best guy to talk to. It was just it's like amazing <laughs> to hear him talk. It was it was great. It was great. <laughs> At this point, I, this is what you get.
1: That's why Katie and I can't. But we always get excited to go to the conference because, you know, we don't hear those accents yeah. up here <laughs> too often. So it's it's nice.
2: <laughs> hey goodness! Well, that, I, there's one thing about it. It's hard to mistake Kale Phelps from uh, anybody else's accent. That's for sure. <laughs> that's true. Very very distinct. Kale Kale Phelps. That's good. <laughs> kale Phelps. Yeah, boy. I'm telling you it's, it's a couple of people on the phone so when we first started we go out and compete a little bit but we were always working with Oh uh, uh, man i mean i hit it hard you know business directories and all that trying to grow the the magazine and stuff you know and grow our network and so we would call up all these huge advertising agencies and all this stuff and most of them were in new york city you know i mean the big ones like the webers and the tragers and all those big companies and it never failed man i got to the person i needed to talk to every single time because the accent (laughs) and done as a joke it was like you gotta listen to this cat you know (laughs) (laughs) he's calling for the marketing man here listen at this listen at this so it, it never failed we got to the right person I don't think we ever closed the deal once, because I think they probably all thought it was a joke at the time. But, so <laughs> like, well, I think with
0: that accent, with that accent, you got to be selling barbecue. You know, you you can't be.
2: So that's that's it's a good, it's a perfect fit. Absolutely, it, it, it's a great fit for barbecue, no doubt. No doubt. All right.
0: Well, we've been on for about an hour and fifteen minutes, so that's pretty good. Not bad for our first time there, Mike.
1: Yeah, it went by fast.
0: It was it did that was fun,
2: dude. This will be the one I watch in my easy chair. I'm telling you, you guys were so easy to talk to, man. It's like uh, it's just like pulling up a chair, standing around the uh, pit, taking it easy. So, well, that was
0: when we first started talking about it. That was what we said we wanted it to be. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's there's plenty of guys you can listen to to watch you know, how to how to cook a brisket right or how to, you know, make this sort of sauce or rub or whatever. And, and those things are interesting. And, but, you know, that's, that's not what we wanted this to be. We wanted it to be, you know, like this, like the happy hour, like the name of it. You just sit around and shoot the bull and whatever comes up, comes up. And Mike will probably get tired of hearing my stories. I'll probably share the same story in different podcasts. And people are like, You said that one in episode two. Oh yeah, sorry. I'll try to get try to get some fresh stories, but I'll have to make sure I listen to them and
2: I'll oh, see I know better than that, man, because you're up there in La La Land, dude. I mean that's that stories everywhere up there. Yeah, that's so. true.
0: That's true. We got lots of stuff happening, <laughs> but that's what Miss Janet calls it.
1: I love the La La Land. I think you gotta put that yeah. on the back shirt.
0: Janet was always was
1: <laughs> Welcome to Big Dan's La La Land.
0: Well, no, it's it's really it's the farm. It's where it's Denise talking about the farm and all the things she has going on, and so oh, yeah, she would tell Janet about it. She's like, "Y'all are just up there in La La Land." That's it.
1: So well, it kind of is because I mean, when we went and visited you guys at the farm, it was like you just forgot about life. Yeah, you know, like it, that's well, what's that crazy. Your, uh,
0: that was your Christmas card this year, right? The with the yeah. the cows standing there yep. in front of the
2: steers. Yeah. <laughs> So nice. And and that's,
1: that's what we're trying to do. I mean, you know, you have so many other barbecue podcasts out there and we're just trying to make it easy, chill, um, you know, learn some stuff that people wouldn't know about you. Um, you know, because we can talk barbecue all day long, but, but to get to know the real Kel Phelps, you know, and what does he do outside of barbecue? Um, you know, I think that...
0: Apparently nothing.
1: That's very interesting. He does. Yeah, apparently
2: nothing. <laughs> nothing outside of barbecue. That's cool, man. I, I'm excited. Yeah. I can't wait to see... I can't wait to see what, what it turns into. I hate to bore you, though, man. I mean, I you know, golly dudes. I had to think about it for a minute when you guys started talking about golf. <laughs> when I, you know, I, it's a shame to say, I don't even know where my golf clubs are at now. So... I might have to. um, We might have to make a trip up to La La Land and uh, get into cow pasture and practice a little bit.
0: Well, tell you what, Cal. When you come up, there's a there's a nice place down here that's got an indoor simulator, real real nice, like the one they have on the Golf Channel. And that way you don't lose any balls. It don't matter how you hit them. And I tell you, it's accurate because I went with a buddy and we played Pebble Beach. And you know the reason I know it was accurate because I was in the water behind bushes and trees, (laughs) under rocks the entire time. So I was like, "This is how I would be if I played the real course." So you know it's got to be accurate. So
2: <laughs> that's that's pretty cool, man. We we'll had to make that happen for sure.
0: But it's nice because you don't lose any balls and you don't have to walk a bunch of miles. Yeah. So for a fat guy like me, that's awesome.
2: <laughs> I'm just thinking that you know my overhangs getting a little a uh, little bigger, so that might be the that might be the <laughs> trick there, man. There you go. All right, boys.
1: Kel, it was great seeing you,
0: man. Always, yeah, it was good talking to you. I'm I'm excited about what's going on with the NBBQA and and the industry in general. I'm glad that you're a part of it. I think you're going to be a good ambassador for uh, for the NBBQA and all of it. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be exciting. It's going to be some exciting times. So,
2: well, man, I appreciate it. And um,
1: and if you need anything from us, I know you guys said, you know, I know you guys said that you're going to do everything you possibly can for members, but you know, I think Dan would agree.
2: You 100%. know, members
1: are also going to do anything we can to help you guys. So, yeah, you know, honestly, don't be afraid to reach out, and and we'll we'll do everything we can to to you give you a hand it, in all this.
2: Well, I, I appreciate it so much, and that's why we. Uh, that's the only reason we decided to take it on because everybody we mentioned to, um, offered up support and said, "Yeah, you let me know, I'll help you any way I can." So, um. And that's you know kind of like what Dan was saying. You know, when when his network grows, my network grows, and we all grow. And um, that's that's what it's all about. So we're if it wasn't for that, um, I don't think we would have uh, we would have uh, took it on. But because that's that was the case and the feedback, we're we're excited for the future for sure. Awesome, me too. Same here. All right. Well. I'm gonna. Uh,
0: I guess.
1: I have to go to bed. I'm old.
0: <laughs> what, Are you cooking tomorrow? No, you're not cooking tomorrow.
1: No. no. I gotta wake up early though, but I'm just old. I have to get to bed early.
0: Man, how do y'all get out of not cooking
2: tomorrow? What's up with that?
0: Well, we don't open till the 22nd, so we got a couple more. We got about a week and a half till we open. And uh,
2: oh, okay, I got you.
0: I thought you guys were already going. No, no, we the 22nd there's a big amusement park down the road from us uh, and they open the end of the month. They're seasonal as well. And so they kind of, they kind of bring this area to life when they open up. So we usually open about a week before them just to kind of get our, uh, our wheels greased and everything. And then once they open, our weekends become pretty busy. So
2: there you go. Yep.
1: I'll I'll go in probably clean the smoker tomorrow and then start prepping Wednesday. Uh Uh-oh. Wow, we were that good, Kel, huh? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Bye, Kel. <laughs> you want to give your, your social media how people could find you?
1: Yeah, people. Um, Messy Mike's Barbecue uh, on Facebook, it's Messy Mike's BBQ. On Instagram, it's Messy Mike's BBQ. Um, that's where you can find me.
0: Big Dance Barbecue. It's at Big Dan's BBQ on Instagram and Facebook. And then our website is the same www.bigdansbbq.com, and we do actually have a Instagram and Facebook page for the uh, for the podcast. It's uh, BBQ Happy Hour at BBQ Happy Hour. So we'll uh, once we get going, we'll throw some clips up on there and some odds and ends. We'll see how it goes. But
1: like it, share it, follow it.
0: That's right, like, share, follow, all those good things. Cal just texted me, said, "Hey, thanks, brother. That was fun." So. All right, we'll uh, get this edited and get it out and look forward to doing it again next week.